I got three words up here for you. And it describes my life. What's the first word? What's the second word? What's the third word? Woo! Broke, busted, disgusted. Broke, busted, disgusted. I have a story out of the Bible today where there's people that are these three things. Frank, you're broke. Don, you're busted. Dad, you are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) These people are broke. They are busted. And they are disgusted. And they need something that is called a five-letter word. What do they need? They need change. Can you say change? change? They need change. And I want to show you something up here. And you may cringe when this comes up. You can... What is the last word there? Change. You can change. You can. God has had this on my heart for almost two weeks now. And I am almost so fired up about this sermon that it's going to be a two-handkerchief type of sermon. Amen? You can change. You can change. You can change. And I know when I say that, there are either two types of people here. The first type, and I've been here. I've been in your seat. I've been in this pew. I've listened to a pastor say, you can change. And I've been out there and I've been the person that says, I don't need to change. And, and Frank, it's not because I'm, I'm not overweight. It's not because I couldn't use a hair transplant. It's not that my relationship with Cam couldn't be better. It's not that I couldn't be a better father here. It's not that I couldn't eat more healthy. It's not that I couldn't do a lot of things different. But I don't want to change. Have you been there? You sit here and you have things going on in your life that you know could be better. Like God has told you from the bottom of your heart, it could be better and you can change, but you don't want to go through it again. Amen? You don't want to do it again. And then there are the second people that sit here. And as I sit here by Sayla, you sit here and you see that and a pastor screaming at you that you can change and you're like, where do I start? Where do I start? I mean, should I start with my relationship with my wife? Is that where you want me to start, God? Because I don't know. Or should I, should I start with my, uh, you know, uh, my job? Because, or should I start with all these other people, my relationships with them? Or should I start with my coworkers? Or should I start with my kiddos? Should I start with my diet? Should I start with my health? Sayla, what's the number one thing that daddy should change? Having hair. Having hair. (laughs) You can change. And I'm going clear back to the book of 1 Samuel where King David, we all know King David, right? King David, where we're picking him up, he's already slain Goliath. He's already picked up that stone and shot it at Goliath and Goliath fell. He's already been let known to everyone that he will be the next king. But unfortunately, there's a man named Saul who is the king and doesn't want David to take over the throne yet. And I want you to look at our Scripture today where it says this, so when that was the case and King Saul was looking to actually kill David, David, what are those two words in bold? Got away. And he escaped 
to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and others associated with his family heard where he was, they came down and they joined him. David had problems. David had issues. David needed change. So he got... What were the two words? He got away. How many times do we feel the same? Honey, don't you wish we had a cave under our house sometimes that you could get away? I do. And a lot of it's because Liz Buckingham gave us a free cat. I'll be honest with you. Liz, thank you for that, by the way. I need to talk to you after church. <laughs> Mom, what was the old commercial where the lady was in the bathtub? Calgon. For those of you my age and under, you probably don't remember it. But Calgon, take me away. Get away. Go to a cave. And look, his brothers and others associated with his family heard where he was, and then they came down and joined him. So I, I have David here. So in my life, I would have me and Cam and my girls. And then here comes my dad. And here comes my brother. And here comes my sister. And here comes my grandma. And anybody associated with us, we're all in this cave together. We're all hiding out together together we've all gotten away together we're all wanting to change but we got away together but then look what happens not only that but all who were down on their luck came around losers and vagrants and misfits of all sorts and David became their what and there were about 400 in all so the people that were broke the people who were busted, the people who were disgusted, they said, David, I'm going to come hide out where you hide out. How many of you played hide and go seek? A lot of you? You go and you find a perfect hiding spot and you're hiding there and you know you're not going to be found except you've been found by someone else who's hiding. So they come and hide there. And it's like you want to turn, like Selah found my hiding spot. And I'm like, Selah, this is my hiding spot. This is my cave. You've just turned hide and seek into the worst game possible. Go find your own hiding spot. Amen? Losers and vagrants and misfits Broke, busted, and disgusted. But David became their leader. And there were about 400 in all. I could go down the list of people today and I could just talk to you and I could say, Judy, you need change. And you could say, Bobby, you need change. Amen? Virginia, you need to... I don't know, you're pretty good. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren, you need to change. And you can say, Bobby, you need to change. But something happens when we, we, we admit what we need to change. Like last Saturday, Frank, last Saturday I said this to Cam, I will go with you to the gym. I don't even have a membership, but I'll go in with you. And I did. And I got on the treadmill, and it held me, amen? Praise God. And I walked like three miles. Okay, I'm lying, like two. I walked two miles. And I came home, and can I tell you, I felt better. I felt reinvigorated. I felt like for the first time I'm sweating, not because I'm out of shape or the medicine mom. I was sweating because I was working out, and Kame was proud of me, and the girls were like, you walked? And I said, yeah, but guess what? The last time I worked out was last Saturday. I know I need to change. I know I need to change my diet. And I know I need to change sometimes how patient I am. The other night I was at... 
BWs and it's great food. So Brian Whitehead, if you listen to this, I love you. But we were sitting there and it was packed. And there was Fort Calhoun people there before the game. And we got there early so we could get to the game. And we order our drinks and we get our drinks. And we order our food and our food doesn't come. And then we're watching people who came in after us get their food, and actually some of them left. And Stormy and Earl, part of our congregation here, they were sitting over here, and I'm being patient, babe, because i gotta be, I got to be the grown-up. I'm the pastor, right? I'm the pastor even in BWs. But you said to me, something's going on. We need to get some answers. We don't have our food. So I walked up really nice, Curtis. I walked up to the bar and I just asked, I asked our server, I was like, um, did something happen with our order? Because people who came in after us, they've left. And we got to get to the game and it's 6.47 p.m. The game's at 7. And she looked at me and she turned to her little com, uh, computer register and then she turned back and said, I forgot to put your order in. Oh. And it's packed. You know, more people have come in after us. So we're like last so I took that back, or I went back to the table not happy, and I, 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 I knew I was going to be facing a warrior over here. So I, I, I was like, honey, they didn't put our food in. And by that time, our server had come in, and bless her heart, she, she gave us the bill for the drinks. And Cam was opening up her purse to get out some cash, and... Uh, I just looked at her and I said, er Earl, you guys were right there. I didn't, I didn't yell or anything, but I said, I really don't think we should have to pay this. You know, it's I really don't think, because we have to leave now. And she just stood there and looked at me like, you're going to pay it, right? <laughs> and Cam said, I, I really agree with my husband. I don't think we should have to pay it. And she just stood there like, you're going to pay it. So Cam gave her the 20 and we left. And then me, because, you know, like all of us, we have to get the last word. I went up to the keynote writer because that's who's in charge, right? And I went to the keynote writer, Steve, like you're the keynote writer. And I said, I don't think I should have had to pay for my food. And the keynote writer's looking at me like, I don't even know what you're talking about. See, I need to change in situations like that. Not only should I have not argued about paying for Pepsi, <laughs> I, I should have picked up Stormy and Earl's tab. To be honest. And those of us that are here, we need to change, right? And you know you need to change. And you know what it is you need to change. And you know what God's told you you need to change. But it's hard to do. And it's hard to do because, first of all, it's easy to get, what's the word? Because you have tried so many times and you have, what's the word? Failed. Woo! Mom, my weight, is, it's, been on, it's been up and down, hasn't it? There's been times people thought I was anorexic. Don't laugh out here, it's true. There's been times that people have wondered if I ate like another human being. And do they really make shirts this big? And I changed and I dropped some things, but then you just go right back. And I think of me with my weight as like a lot of people with drugs or a lot of people with relationships or a lot of people with whatever it is in your life that's not working and you know you need to change. You even know how to do it because you've done it. I know how to get back to 180. I still can do it. Whether I'm bald and fat right now, I could do it. But really it's discouraging because I've done it and I've failed again. I've got a wardrobe in my closet that could fit anybody from Curtis to me. And they're like, what are those clothes over? We get discouraged, don't we? And the reason it's easy to get discouraged is because of this. We think this, can you say this? this. Is how it's what? You think this is how it's always going to be. I think I'm always going to wear 3X shirts. You think your marriage is always going to be 
crap because that's all you've known. You think you're always going to overeat at night when, when it's stressful and that chip, the chips are still in the pantry even though you know you shouldn't go get them, but you go and get them. You know that addiction that you have changed before is just one time a way of doing it again. You think this is how it's always going to be. So not only do we get discouraged, look at this next screen. It's then really easy to settle. I mean, I got on my workout shoes and my shorts and my t-shirt and I went to the gym that day. And Cam even asked, do you want to go tomorrow? And I was like, woo! Because this is how it's always going to be. So we settle. The relationship, the struggles you have, you think it's always how it's going to be. So you settle. But I have an encouraging word for you today. Just because you've always been doesn't mean you'll always be. Amen? Just because you've always been lazy doesn't mean you'll always be lazy. Just because you've always been an addict doesn't mean you'll always be an addict. Just because you've always been a liar doesn't mean you'll always be a liar. Put your story into this. This is not in the Bible, but this is who Jesus is. This is who God is. This is what He wants you to hear today. Just because you're struggling today in something doesn't mean that tomorrow you may not be struggling in it. Just because you've always been struggling with your health doesn't mean that tomorrow you're not going to be healthy. Just because you've always been angry at the drop of a hat doesn't mean you'll always be angry. Just because you've always been not a good father, let's be honest, you're not the father you should have been, that doesn't mean you'll always be a bad dad. If you don't believe this, you can't. What's the word we're talking about today? You can't do it. Because if you think it's always going to be how it's always been, it's going to be how it's always been. Amen? Those men went into a cave. David went. The busted went. The broke went. The disgusted went. But mom, 1 Samuel 23, they came out. These men came out. They went in wimps. They went in broke. They went in busted. They went in disgusted. They went in with their head down. But they came out mighty warriors of David. Look at this. Jashobim. Jashobim was a man who went into the cave. But in 1 Samuel 23 it said, He used his spear to kill how many? He used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Jashobim went into a cave with his spear tucked in between his legs and he came out and he killed 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. How did he change? How did he do it? And we don't think we can improve our relationships. You don't think you can break your addiction. You don't think we could fill this church. You don't think we could do this. You don't think we could do that. You don't think God could even take care of this. Jashobim used his spear to kill 800 warriors in a single battle, but it doesn't stop there. Eleazar. 
and King David, they came out of the cave and they stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. And many said, back to the cave. Eleazar killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword. Eleazar went in a wimp. And he came out, some translation said, it was, he killed so many warriors that his hand was like frozen to the sword. Amen? How did he change? How did he do it? How did he do it? How did he go in a wimp, but he came out and he said, oh, um, a thousand Philistines? I ain't scared. This is a sword. This is a sword. Remember I wanted a toy sword? How did he go in a wimp and he came out? You know, I'm going in a wimp. I'm going in a wimp, Mom. Is a, I'm going in a wimp and I, I'm dealing with all these things that I need to change. And how did he come out saying, I ain't scared? You're saying I'm broke? Christian, I ain't scared? I've been broke too long. Dave, we're going into the cave and we're coming out and I've been busted up. My health isn't good. And I come out and I'm facing cancer and I'm facing this. I ain't scared. Give me a sword. I'll freeze it to my hand. How did he do it? How did he do it? How did they do it? It doesn't end there. Mom, there's stories about there's stories about David's warriors coming out and killing lions with their bare hands in a pit. That is a bad mother warrior. Look at this. Look, look at this. Shema. Can you say Shema? That's where Michael Jackson got that lyric, by the way. Shema. One time the Philistines attacked the Israelites and the army fled. But Shema held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back all of the Philistines. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I'm coming out of this cave. My relationship was crap when I walked in. I ain't scared. I've had a bad relationship too long. I've been broke too long. I've been sick too long. I've been struggling too long. I'm not scared. How did they do it? I'll tell you how they do it, did it? How did they? They went to the right what? They went to the right place. For many of us, mom, we've been going the wrong place. They went to the cave. They went to the cave to hide, but they didn't know that David was in there. And they didn't know that he was going to tell them that you can do the right thing. They went to the right place. See, many of us want to change, right? And I'd like to lose weight. But do you know where I'm going after church? I'm going to Casey's for a deluxe hamburger. That's not the right place to change, right? There are some of us here who have battled addictions and you battled alcoholism. I know, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I can guesstimate with this amount of people, we have somebody who's battled that. Yet where did you go to change? To the bar. We've had people in here, and I know you don't want to hear it, but you're going to hear it. We've had people who have, who have struggled with lust, and you've struggled with things, and you've struggled with a, a wandering eye, and you know you need to change, but not only do you not change, you go to where you'll be tempted. We don't go to the right place, and some people will say church isn't the right place, because mom, I've been told this, don't go to church, because they only tell you what you're doing wrong. You know what I say to that? Amen. I've needed to go to a lot of churches 
where I've been told where I'm getting it wrong. But here at FCC, you're going to also get told how to get it right. Frank, we have a, a messed up relationship over here because things we've done, we can get it right over here. For those of us who have struggled with alcohol, we've chosen to go to these places to, and that's not right. That's not where we should go to change. But over here, we can get it better. And I'm telling you, the church is the right place if you want to change. Amen? Not a doctor all the time. Not a psychiatrist. Not a psychologist. Not a specialist. Not even an addiction specialist. If God sends you there, that's great. But start with the right place. They were there and it was right. But not only do you need the right place, and I'm ending up, look, if you want to change, you need to hear the right what? All those people that came into the cave, do you know what they had been used to hearing? You're a loser. You're a loser. You cannot do it. You cannot change. You are broke. You are busted. You are disgusting. And that's how you're always going to be. There is not a God strong enough to help you. You have tried so many times and God has tried to help you. But I'm telling you today, from the bottom of my heart, He's not going to help you again. Mom, I, you know, it's like I have my lunch ticket and I've, I've used all ten punches and I don't have another. Can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not strong enough. But they went in there and they had the right voice. David. David said, you can do it. You can change. You can be stronger. Who of us doesn't need to hear that? Amen? Who of us doesn't need to hear that? And we may not have a cave and we may not have David, but we have the church and we have God. Look at this. God said this to someone here today. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, God said. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you a future that you hope for. If you believe in that today, can you say amen? amen. Mom, I'm going to ask you to play behind me. With eyes closed across this place. I know I'm challenging some people today. I know we're going to be a couple minutes over. I get it. And if you need to leave, I completely understand. But I need you to listen to me today. We have tried a lot of different things to change. We have tried to run to a lot of different caves. David ran to the cave of Adullam. And others followed. And for many of us, we have run to our different caves to hide. We've run to our caves of addictions. We've run to our caves of things we don't do well. We've run to our caves to hide out so no one knows the truth about us. We have run to so many caves. We have that path well ridden. We have walked that trail many times. People could definitely follow us to our caves. They know right where it is. Oh Lord, I remember days gone by when I would run to my caves. The first person to find me was my mom and dad because I had laid a well-worn out path to my cave. So God, today across this place where it is so easy for us as a congregation to get onto a path, 
that we have walked so many times to a cave and we went in a wimp. We went in broke. We went in addicted. We went in busted. We went in disgusted. We went in so many different things. And the truth is we finally did come out, but we didn't come out changed. Because when we're in the cave and we're by ourselves, we tell ourselves all these lies that you came in addicted, you're still addicted. You came in broke, you're not going to make a dollar. You came in in your relationships crap, it's going to be worse when you get out because you just ran away. You came in and uh, uh, completely full of every wrong thought in your head and now they're multiplied times a million because it was just you and your own defeating thoughts in the cave. But today, I want you to picture yourself in the cave. And it's still empty because you know what? Your family has quit on following you to your cave because you've never changed. Your friends and the other people that are broke, busted, and disgusted, they're definitely not following you to the cave because what are you going to give to them? So you are alone in the cave, but yet today you feel something different. And I want you to know that inside the cave with you today is someone that I call God. I call Father. I call my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And He's in the cave with you today. And see, for many of you, He's always been in there with you, but you have been so messed up in your head like I've been that you haven't even looked His way. But today's different. Today's different because today when you get the thoughts that I can't overcome this, He's going to tell you, you can. Today, when you, when you get these thoughts that, you know what, it's never going to be better, He's going to show you a way to be better. Today, when you say, I am not enough, He's going to say, you are more than victorious through Jesus Christ, God's only Son, your Savior. Today, when you say, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired, He's going to tell you to stand on your feet and be whole again. And He is going to motivate you so much that when you get to the front door of that cave, you're going to say, give me my spear. Give me my, give me my sword. And I don't care if it cramps around. I'm going to walk out and I am going to have a new attitude today. Oh, they, I know, I know, and I know what others say. I know what you've told yourself. But today we're going to step out of the cave. And in the improper language that your pastor's using today, we're going to say, I ain't scared. I've been broke too many days. Give me another bill. I ain't scared. Oh, I have battled this cancer too long, and I have come too far with you, God. Open the door to that cave, because when that next test comes, I ain't scared of the results. I ain't scared of that next test. I ain't scared of what they're going to say. When that self-defeating voice of a bad relationship comes in and says, you're always going to be that father. You're always going to be that husband. You're always going to be estranged from the family. You're going to step out and in a good, healthy way. I ain't scared of that. I'm going to step into my new role. I know what I was yesterday, but God, I know who you called me to be today. So those of you today in this place, and maybe it's not you. You know, maybe you need to be the person who's in the cave encouraging other people. But for those of us who are like me, who are in the cave and need change with eyes closed across this place, I ask you to raise your hand. Do something different than you've done before. Raise your hand with an outstretched hand that has reached out so far that God has no other way than to change what you need changed. Yes, reach them out. Reach them out. God sees you. 
God sees you. Keep them raised out. Heavenly Father, for those whose arms are outstretched to You today, listen to me, Heavenly Father. They need change. I don't know what it's in. I don't know who they're raising their hand for. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's their son. Maybe it's their niece. Maybe it's their nephew. Maybe it's who they're sitting next to. Maybe it's who they wish was sitting next to them. But they need change. And they need the right environment. God, You've given us that. They need the right voice. Heavenly Father, You've given us that. So today whether you're listening to this over digital airwaves two weeks from now, whether you're sitting in this congregation, and Lord, whether they are going to go and take this message home to those who they wished were here, You bring change. You can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, each and every person in here today, I'm going to ask them to repeat after me. And when they repeat after me, it's not necessarily for them, it's who's in their mind. But I'm going to ask them, and we're going to recite together, Something that says we need change and we understand you're the way there. So please repeat after me, congregation. Dear God, I need change. I am not full. I am not complete. I am not satisfied with my life now. Come into me, Lord. Fill me with your love. Fill me with Your strength. Fill me with Your guidance. Take me to the door of the cave and give me that spear. Because we ain't scared. Heavenly Father, we love You so much today. Come and bring true change to the people of God today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone who believes that message today, can you give me an amen? Amen. I am.